Welcome to a special edition of Between the Headphones, the Red and Black Flashback. I'm John Jenkins, your host for this podcast miniseries, in which I'll talk to past members of the Red and Black Sports Desk to get the full scoop on their experiences at the Red and Black and beyond. Today, we're talking to Emily Giambalvo, a Washington Post reporter covering sports at the University of Maryland. My first question is, when did you join the Red and Black? Um, I actually joined, I, I, I guess I don't know how I would describe like the joining date, but I went to the information meeting like first week freshman year. Um, and there's a really long roundabout story of how I got there. But basically, I had done gymnastics my whole life, um, connected with someone before I got to school on Twitter named Elizabeth Grimsley, who's still one of my good friends. I actually was texting her two minutes ago. Um, and I wanted to be involved with something related to Georgia gymnastics. And she was the gymnastics beat writer at the Red and Black at the time. It was also a former gymnast. And she told me, why don't you come to the Red and Black? Maybe you can write about gymnastics. And at the time I said, well, I don't really write. Like, that's not really what I wanted to do. Um, at the time, really had no aspirations to be a journalist. And she really just like talked me into at least showing up to the Red and Black. Um, and then I went to that info meeting and nearly didn't make it there because I got lost on a bus on the way there. I think I kind of circled all the way around mobile times, but was my usual self trying to get there like 45 minutes early. So I still made it and, um, basically never left. Um, and, and yeah, that, that was how it started. So freshman year, but it was totally unintentional. What was your major entering college? I, I think I had a different major on pretty much every college application I did, but it was usually somewhere in the landscape of statistics, math, or um, some sort of business type degree. Um, and then when I when I got to Georgia, I was um, I, I started doing the Terry track. I, I think I had applied to Georgia with statistics, but just decided I wanted to do something a bit more practical. Um, and I ended up graduating with a management information systems major and I never um never did a journalism major I just did Grady Sports the certificate program but no official Grady degree for me and uh was there a point in your college experience where you like realized yeah sports journalism is the is the way I'm going yeah I think it was pretty early um at first, what I didn't like was that I wasn't good at it. Like, I, I, it really bothered me that I was trying to do something and knew I wasn't very good. So I think I, I knew I was going to at least stick with it until I felt like I was good at it. Just almost, like, prove, prove to myself that I could do it, um, regardless of whether it meant I was going to do it as a career. So that was kind of what kept me in the building, even when I didn't think I was going to do this. And then I think there was a moment, I mean, I had, I mean, th- th- through my childhood, I had wild career ambitions that range from like hurricane tracking to roller coaster engineering to um, working for the CIA and, and the, the kind of working in some sort of intelligence job was like the probably the last one on the list that was really center in my mind at, at points during high school and I remember like having this very specific moment walking um in North Campus, kind of in between the buildings, I can't remember what they're like, the Sanford Hall and that concrete area after you go up the staircases, when, when I was realizing, okay, I'm not going to do a double major in international affairs or something in SPIA. Like, it was kind of this moment of like, okay, I'm really just gonna, like, commit to not doing this and, and kind of put all my eggs in and thinking maybe I will stick with something more in the 
sports um, media landscape. So that was kind of the last dream to let go of when I was uh, deciding I would have a career related to sports. I think at the time I was still somewhat open-minded to thinking it could be more in like a marketing or like I was really into video editing. Um, I would always do all the like banquet videos for my gymnastics team and I thought maybe that like the storytelling type video never like broadcast journalism but really kind of letting go of a possible double major I think that would have been like end of my freshman year um, was when I knew I was going to stick with sports media and then by my sophomore year my first semester sophomore year was when I started to actually improve to the extent that I was like, oh, maybe I can be a writer. Who helped you along with that improvement? Two people who, so Elizabeth Grimsley, the person who is the reason I walked into the red and black, um, she and I covered gymnastics together my freshman year. And she just showed me how to do everything, like how to cover a beat, how to, and, and it was a comfortable environment for me in that it was gymnastics and I'm very, very familiar with gymnastics. Um, it was extremely uncomfortable in that I knew nothing about journalism. Um, so having her there, someone who had covered gymnastics for four years at the Red and Black was the only reason I had any clue of just like how to act or how to write on a beat. Um, and then Nick Suss was one of my early editors. I actually went to his wedding two weeks ago, another, another person who's still a very close friend. And he, um, I think he was an assistant editor when I started out and then eventually he was the primary sports editor and he like legitimately and I say this just so maybe if anyone listens and and has insecurity feels better I cried in the bathroom of Bolton dining hall because he had sent me an email that was so mean um I mean I interpreted it to be me at the time it was very critical of a story I had written that wasn't very good um and and he helped me improve a lot as a writer, but he also, I, I think I responded to that email and basically said, like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, I was I was pretty much ready to be done with the red and black. Um, and he met me somewhere on campus a day or so later, and we talked about it. And, like, I, I still think, like, that conversation's the reason I stuck with journalism was him kind of making me feel better about not being good at it. Um, so, yeah, so I'd say Elizabeth and Nick were the, the two biggest ones in those early years. So you got to the Red and Black with gymnastics as your first beat. Did you branch out in any during your time there? Yeah, so I did gymnastics um, as a beat for two years. I guess you could say, yeah, two years. Um, But then at the end of my sophomore year, I did spring football, and then I did two full seasons of football. So I kind of went straight from gymnastics to football, covered football on the beat for two seasons, and then kind of my last semester did really in the spring semesters I would kind of do random features like I didn't really have a clear beat when football wasn't going on I would just kind of pursue stories I wanted to do often relating to football or gymnastics and then sometimes just totally unrelated so um, those were my main things and then I was um, sports editor for a semester assistant sports editor the semester before that um, but never 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 ventured outside sports but did all those things in sports. Speaking of things you wanted to do, you also uh, were part of a sports media program, which you mentioned. What were some of your highlights with that experience? Yeah, I mean, I I loved it. Um, And it gave me everything I needed to learn kind of classroom-wise about journalism, given that I wasn't a journalism major. 
Um, and I got to go to the Rio Paralympics and then the Pyeongchang Olympics with Grady Sports. And those were just absolutely incredible experiences um, to see how Olympics work. Um, particularly, I grew up a gymnast. My parents were college swimmers. Like, we've always cared a lot about the Olympics. Like, that was always the pinnacle in my mind, not like the Super Bowl or the World Series. It was always the Olympics. So that was um, such a big dream to just be able to cover it. Um, and then... And it has really helped me going forward in a lot of ways. A, just practically when that's on your resume, like when I was applying for jobs and internships, like a lot of editors would ask about like, oh, you covered an Olympics. Like what, you know, what'd you do? So I I do think it really helped me in that regard. Um, It really helped me in that, like going through stories with Michaela's as my editor um, in Rio was was really beneficial just to kind of have a more hands-on day-to-day uh, life of having like a real editor, a real you know professor there who's kind of guiding you through it, um, and then now I've covered the past two Olympics and it was great being able to go to Tokyo for the Post and and it not being my first Olympics. You know, it was obviously very different covering it for the Washington Post as opposed to um, when I was still a student, but it, it really gave me some reassurance that I at least kind of knew how an Olympics works. So, so those are the, I mean, those are the best things. And then beyond that, it's just the, the people, Professor McHale's, Professor Suggs and Carlo, um, were just so wonderful. And, and I really, I really love that program and would always kind of joke with people, like I wasn't in Grady, but if there was ever some sort of like hunger games, uh, pick your side, I would definitely have picked Grady over Terry just because of, I, I felt so, um, connected with the people and the professors in that program. You mentioned covering uh, Olympics with the Washington Post. What was the process of getting to the Washington Post uh, after you graduated? Um, so I, I applied for the internship when I was a senior, and I, I got the internship and then um, headed off there and thought I would just kind of try to do 10 weeks of the best possible work I could. and use that 10 weeks of the summer after my senior year to apply for jobs and try to figure out what was next. And then with a couple weeks to go on my internship, they, they asked me if I would be interested in uh, taking on the Maryland football men's basketball beat. And I said yes and never left. So I've, I've been there ever since. And it was a, you know, it's funny. It, people ask for advice with like cover letters and things. And I'm like, I've really not gone through a traditional job process because I just stayed at the place where I was an intern um, and haven't, fortunately, haven't had to go through kind of the usual process of applying for jobs and interviewing for jobs and things like that. But um, I've, I've loved the post and knew, knew pretty early on in the internship that it was a place I would, even before the internship, that I would be happy to be at for a very long time. Between your experiences with the Post, with the sports media program, with the Red and Black, was there ever one highlight where you were where you look back on it and you think, yeah, I made the right decision going into sports media? Oh gosh, um, I, I mean, I, so, so I think that any time I write a story that seems impactful and and is enjoyable, like there, there's a certain thrill to just doing this job and and doing stories that you're proud of. Um, so I feel that often, uh, when, when I write, I'm also deeply insecure and, and would tell you, like, I'm having written a single thing that's halfway decent. So, so it's like, but there are moments where you feel like you are doing good work and you're proud of it. And, and that kind of reassures me, um, in terms of specific moments, like, like covering gymnastics at the Olympics and covering Simone Biles and, and feeling like I'd done gymnastics at a high level and like, 
it just, it felt like everything had been building up to that moment. And I felt ready and I was terrified and worried I wasn't doing a good enough job. But I was also like had this level of confidence that like I knew what I was doing. Like I understood the sport and I felt like I was doing something valuable for the Washington Post, which was really cool to me. You know, it's such a big place and such a place with so many great people and to feel like I was contributing something that was valuable was really cool um at the Olympics so so really that and and then they're just smaller things like I you know it sounds so silly but I remember after um the Maryland I I cover a lot of Maryland um sports and this is this is my fifth year doing that and at the the regular season finale football game um I remember we just interviewed this receiver who had been there for all five years and his first game ever as a Maryland player was like this record-breaking um he had a passing touchdown receiving touchdown a rushing touchdown on his first three touches of his college career I mean it's just like the most insane start to your career ever and I wrote about it at the time it was like my first feature on the beat was Jay Sean Jones um and then after that he tore his ACL twice he had a COVID season all this is in the wake of a, a player dying at Maryland it's just like he just ended up having this like crazy roller coaster college career after it started that way and and I just remember like seeing his mom um in the interview room after his senior day and he had had like this great game on senior day um back in November and and it was just really cool to feel like I understood this person's story because I'd been around for it and I'd covered it and I'd gotten to know his mom I'd gotten to know him I had interviewed you know it was just like this cool feeling of like hey this is why we this is why we cover beats and this is why you do your job every day and and it gives you this perspective a, that really helps the story, and B, like, just on a human level, it's cool to, like, watch players um, develop and kind of live out these stories on a day-to-day basis. So, like, I've had some moments like that just being on a beat that are really rewarding um, that seem like they're much smaller than, like, covering an Olympic team final, but it, but it's pretty cool in that moment to feel like, okay, this is, this is what this job is supposed to be. So in those five years and in your time with the Red and Black and with sports media, um, what's the biggest lesson you've learned about the industry that you could relate to younger sports media students like myself? The, I mean, the, the one I have, I have this written on a notes app on my phone and I wrote it down when I was still in college and was listening to a podcast and I don't even remember what writer it was a, it was an interview of, with a writer. Um, and it, and it doesn't completely jive with my career cause I've been, I've been very lucky, um, to work at a, a really great place, but it, but it's like the business won't love you back, but the people in it will. And it like, it just like, I wrote it down in the moment and it stuck with me because like, like this job is not always great. And like, you know, there are, there are a lot of people who are working at small news outlets and it's like, it's really hard, but like, I still am such good friends with all the people, um, at the red and black. I mean, I, my friend group from the red and black are, are like the most important people in my life like I you know I'm friends with like Wilson Alexander John Durham Nathan Berg um and Jed May are like the five of us kind of we all covered football together and um still have a group text and especially during those early days of COVID I mean we were doing uh zooms all the time and um so I guess like my my advice is just that like the people are always gonna be great and like just kind of cling to that and um yeah, there there are great moments in in journalism and and where your work feels rewarding. But the best part through all this to me has been getting to 
have good friends and and be around cool and interesting and really kind people that who I've gone to work with. That was a wonderful answer. Um, where can our listeners find all of your content and coverage? Um, at the Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com. Uh, and I also, on Twitter, my name's Emily uh, G-M, G-I-A-M, because my last name is too long to make people remember in a handle, so I go with the first four letters, and that's where everything lives. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me.